0: to you from the underground studio this is the sipping social podcast my name is mike carl i'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward garrett turnquist yo we also have our stellar producer on the mic johnny say what up what's up we're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry we truly love what we do and more so we love talking about it we're gonna pour sample review anything you need to know about pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey let's Let's go. go Right. What up, what up? Today is Tuesday, March 12th, and this is podcast number four. Thanks for joining us as we all gear up for the green holiday this weekend in our own ways. Gentlemen, how are we doing today, and what are we sipping on right now? G, what do you got?
1: I got a uh, Sazerac rye. How you doing today? It's delicious, and I'm doing great. This is uh, the highlight of the day, uh, and this, uh, this pour is making everything even better. Nice, nice. Johnny, what are we drinking today? I'm sipping on the uh, single barrel Four Roses over here. It's tasting pretty good. Nice, nice. Like it, like
0: it. Um, I got the Eagle Rare 10-year. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy, tasty.
2: Dude, you got to ask me if you're going to pour that. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All that let's, have a little, let's, a, let's have a
1: little cheers, and here's cheers. the podcast number four. Cheers. Uh, congrats, everyone, for getting on iTunes.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to the eight of you that have subscribed.
1: And the five-star reviews. That's right. Feel free to unsubscribe and resubscribe.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Let's uh, let's start off the podcast talking about some big news in the hospitality industry around here. Uh, we just found out Noon Whistle in Lombard is going to be expanding to Naperville. I read an article in the Chicago Tribune online that they're looking for a production facility that is at least 30,000 square feet, mm. which is massive. That's really big. And then they're talking about just expanding their tap room and brewery at the main location on Roosevelt Road.
1: Yeah. When I first read uh, your notes on that, I thought they were taking over the Whirly Ball next door to them. Uh, some of it. Are they?
0: Yeah, part of it. Whirly Ball is moving to a different location on uh, 59 in Naperville next to Golf.
1: That makes more sense for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Got a lot more space, and then uh, then that gives Noon Whistle a lot more opportunity to expand over there.
1: That's a really, really big strip. It's Yeah, it's
2: huge. It's awesome. We've we've had some good times in there. Did they start out in that location just kind of just selling out of their one storefront?
0: Yeah. They've doubled their production each year. Wow. They've been open for four years. Wow. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's actually really good.
1: And those gummy series sell out real quick.
0: All the time. Hey, that's a good plug. We're going to drink one of those tonight. Ooh, ooh hot ooh, drop. Nice, nice, nice. Um, while we're talking about breweries, I was doing a little bit of a research. Some of the newer breweries in the area that we definitely need to check out. Uh, we should come up with a field trip to go check them out. Whiskey Hill Brewing in Westmont's making some big, uh, big moves. We got Wolf Den in Bloomingdale is kind of new. They've been only open for like six months, but they're doing well. 25 West in Bloomingdale is at Stratford Square Mall. I know the head chef there. I'm not plugging it, but the guy makes really good food. Uh, and then Skeleton Key in Woodridge. It's been around a couple years, but they just got on my radar because they do this incubator program where you got to apply, and they select you to brew beer with them, and you get to choose everything, and then they sell it for you. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's like, if you ever heard of anything like that? So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure beer. Exactly, and you come in, and they help you out, and then you get to sell it. Like, not as your own beer, it's, a, it's their beer. Yeah, yeah,
2: that probably satisfies a pretty big need, you know, where people who want to brew beer... Just have no idea how to do it, right? Exactly. Or the means. And this, and yeah. Or the means. And this is kind of an opportunity to get like your, your feet wet a little bit right. doing I mean, that. And I'm sure that they have a very select way
0: of choosing who yeah. gets to do it. Yeah, they can't you have know, I mean, like a thousand people <laughs> coming <absolutely. up. laughs> Exactly, exactly. So I'm sure they're buddies or they're regulars or whatever. Yeah. Those are the people chosen. But that's I thought that that's just so cool. You, so you think
2: it's more like people <clears> that are a little bit more advanced but no, be doing that? not or, necessarily. I mean, it yeah. could be
0: anybody because you don't have to know anything about it. They're there to guide you to help you do it. Yeah. And I didn't look at it extensively online, but it just looked like you come in, they show you the ropes, and then you guys brew beer together, and then they sell it under their brewery name. And, I mean, what a good way to just build regulars, right? have, have people be like, hey, go down to the skeleton. Check key. out I my just, beer. Yeah, I, checked, I just <laughs> brewed this beer, and unless it tastes like butthole, I mean, you're, you're, you're good. Go Can get you get imagine
1: if that's what they wanted?
2: Yeah.
0: Go <laughs> get I'm, a taste I'm, of my butthole at Union Whistle. I'm sure you could get some grains together that – yeah, absolutely. Maybe that used. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's awful. Let's keep moving from that. Why do they call it incubator instead of uh, like collaboration? I have no
0: idea, but it's their incubator program. I kind of like it because well, it's not necessarily. We can necessarily... do a little bit more research and get into it. Yes, yeah, it's like uh, we'll give, we'll give them a call and ask them some questions.
1: That's great. Uh, moving away from uh, local stuff, what do you got? You guys, you guys went on some trips.
0: Recently I was in Milwaukee for a couple of days That We touched briefly on it um, The drinking
1: capital of the world oh, It's So good There's
0: Literally you just throw a stone in any direction And you hit three bars
1: I don't know anyone who drinks more Than, than Wisconsin
0: Oh yeah absolutely what, There's nothing else to do up there
1: Well I, I honestly believe that they tailgate anything Yeah well they're just looking for a reason to drink
0: Oh your kids having a 7th grade uh, vocal, uh, Choir rehearsal Let's
1: tailgate That sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> bless them, bless those, bless those souls. what did um, you do in Wisconsin?
0: Uh, dude, we hit up some great bars. Uh, I don't, I could talk about it for days. But we went to this. The best place we went to was this cocktail lounge on the twenty third floor of the Fister Hotel. It's called Blue. It was an awesome, awesome whiskey cocktail wine lounge. They had a blues quartet that was playing the whole time. It was very, very cool. Um, you're on the twenty third floor, so you have a great view. Uh, except, of what? Well, of the three buildings in the skyline okay but So it's pretty so the basketball it's, it's, it's stadium pretty. the
1: Capitol building it's the lake you got the, the lake out there okay. too it's, right. it's pretty it's pretty not to not to talk too much crap about nah, milwaukee dude, dude, i
0: had a great time we also checked out that uh, that doc smokehouse bar yeah the place is great great whiskey the food was really good yeah um and then
1: you said you had their wings
0: we did we had their wings the smoked wings were the awesome wings are really good my only issue with that place was i felt like
1: i was smoked
0: when i left there
1: yeah yeah
0: like i don't know if they're smoking in the back
1: no the, or you smell like the restaurant
0: you, you smell like the rest and we were only there for like 45 minutes like if you put in a shift there three or four hours i can't imagine how much you smell like you're have to like throw your clothes away
1: that's gotta be like the best way to pick up dudes right <laughs> just like smell <laughs> like smoked meats like if you're a chick like why would you be wearing dolce and cabana if you could just be wearing smoked meats doc's smokehouse barbecue like a side of bourbon i'm
2: wearing teriyaki beef jerky <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like it um that place was definitely really really dope gotta check it out we stayed at the iron horse hotel yep. even if you go to milwaukee you don't stay there because it was pretty pricey um, go there to check out the bar in the restaurant the food's good the bar is really cool they got free pool which isn't a draw for anybody but if you're just looking to have nab it up for a little bit good good food good drinks Let's talk about the beer we're going to review today. It is the one of the best IPAs I've ever had. Noon Whistles. That's a gummy. bold statement. It is. It is. And I've drinking a couple beers in my time. Noon Whistle Gummy Vortex Northeast IPA. It's a lot to say. It's a mouthful. But if you find it, buy it, drink it. We'll get into it in a little bit. Gee, what are we drinking on the spirit side?
1: Uh, we talked about... Uh, Last episode we talked about we're going to do one of the largest distilleries in the United States. Um, we're going to do something from MGP, one of their uh, small batch releases. They're doing their own product now. It's called Rossville Union. It's a rye.
0: Nice, nice. I'm excited to try that. Uh, customer of the week this week. Actually, we got a customer couple customers of the week. We've had a we've had a long week with customers. Apparently,
1: I only work one shift and I got multiple customers of the week.
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about making out at the bar. Mm. Get a room now, Doug. Get a room. That's all I got to say. Pro cons, are we for or against? We'll talk about it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow, well, when you're 21, you're for it. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, we'll get into that later. Yeah. What else we got for you? What's What's your customer of the week?
1: Uh, I got the customer of the week. Uh, I ordered something that's not what I wanted, I wanted it off my bill. Mm. When did it become okay for
0: you to order something and change your mind and not, after you and get not it, pay
1: for it? After you get it.
0: I, that, like that That's not always been a thing, has it? I, I hope not. Well, because the customer is always right. You got to take care of the customer. You could argue about that 10 bucks, but if you lose yeah. a customer for
2: life over 10 bucks,
1: Yeah, it's not worth it. What's the point?
2: I think that mentality comes from online shopping. Hmm. When you just order 10 things and 10, send 9 back and keep the 1. 10 pairs of red pumps? Yeah, because you can do that. Yeah, Maybe people true. are thinking... Uh, I don't know, maybe it's maybe
0: it changes the mindset of consumers. I mean, consumers. You,
1: can, you can resell those other nine red pumps. I can't resell that burger. That old-fashioned. Yeah. Right. <laughs> not, no one at no one the staff even wants to eat that burger. No, not going to happen. I uh,
0: can't wait to talk about those. We love those customers. Um, a couple things. I'm getting hot and
1: bothered. I don't want to talk about it now. Let's, no, let's, no let's, I know let's, we got to hold on let's, to let's it. Let's hold on it. We, we got
0: other things we really to talk about. We'll come up to it a little bit. We talked to uh, another great brewery recently about brewing beer with them. Not, I wish it was a Sipping Social Podcast exclusive beer. It's not. It's for the company we work for. But how cool is that that we're going to have that opportunity to brew with them?
1: I like it a lot. Uh, talking about Solomoth. Yeah. Uh, Sol- I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Yeah. So everyone <laughs> so everyone listening uh, is privy to this information. Solomoth um, in Naperville, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a weird location. I'm not really sure what town it's actually in. It's definitely Naperville. Uh, they do really cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of interesting things. Their, their tap room, I think, is really neat. Um, I don't think that anyone said, you know what, I don't really like what Solomon Wolf makes.
0: Oh, absolutely. And they've gotten better the last couple of years and, and really grown into their own. And they're also expanding. I found out that they're opening a spot in Chicago, which is one of the reasons why we're going to be able to brew with them, because they're going to have a lot more production themselves. So we'll, do an, uh, we'll incubate with them, too? Yeah, exactly. We're going to have our own incubating <laughs> program with them. Um, so we we brewed with other breweries in the area for our company. It's a lot the, of fun. It's a lot of fun, and we got great stories from that. And the one thing I want to t- touch on and while we're talking about Salamoth before we move on and talking about our own experiences is that we brewed 450 gallons with Crystal Lake, up in Crystal Lake. That was 15 half barrels.
1: Yep. Do you know what kind of size of tank we're going to be working with with Salamoth? I'm um, just like four times that size. Mm-hmm. Woof! That's a lot of beer. <laughs> that's, that's great 1600
0: though. Sixteen hundred gallons. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's like sixty half barrels.
1: Johnny, you should think about getting uh, a kegerator, <laughs> so we yeah. could just have it on tap in your bar down here.
2: That's true. I don't know. I mean, we, we might go through it, but I don't know. That's tough. It, probably not. Maybe they make a six. Little, like, like
1: the last like we could throw
0: a we could throw a party and charge five bucks a cup. So how long does a keg last? It depends on the beer. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, IPAs, you gotta drink fresh. You yeah. gotta drink fresh. APAs got a little bit more time. Uh, brown ales, ambers, ports, stouts, you can sit on them a little bit. You can cellar a, a stout for a couple of years if you wanted to. It's not gonna unless it like unless it has like lactose or something in it that, that could get spoiled.
2: Jeez, I don't even think I, I didn't have no idea it was that long. You could actually mm-hmm. sell it for. Right?
0: Yeah, you could build like, it.
1: Well, cause no, 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 no. I think you you got a misconception. You're talking about like. Stout, you you buy it, you can sit on it for a long time. I think your question is, once you tap it, how long is it going to last?
0: Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's true. Um, those beers, sure. Once you tap it, but even a, a stout would last a little bit longer in a keg as long as it's it's kept fresh. But I mean, but, once you tap a keg, you wouldn't have it be gone in two weeks. Okay. If you're sitting on a keg for two weeks, it does start to it, it'll get a little ripe.
2: Okay.
1: Well, and I think that if you sitting on a keg for two weeks, that's probably not the kind of keg stuff you should, you should be bringing in. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Figure it out.
1: You make that mistake,
0: twice. It's a learning process, yeah. though. You don't know. You're trying to you're trying to push the envelope and try new things. And if it doesn't work, then you don't do it again. And then you just convince all the employees to drink it for half <laughs> off.
1: That's 100 percent true.
0: <laughs> so we had a great brewing experience with Crystal Lake. Uh, Jesse was the rep that took care of us up there. The the master, uh, the head brewmaster was great. Um, there was a wait. There was a head brewer and a brewmaster. What's what's the difference between those?
1: it's got to be some sort of pay rate on that. Right? That's all it is. I got it. One guy makes five G's more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, or maybe it's just lingo. I'm not sure. That's mm-hmm. a great question to ask. i when we have him on. Sure. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Jesse's a, their brand ambassador. So he doesn't actually like fill in orders. He's in charge of the, the reps who come out to the each restaurant or the bennies or the jewels. The, he made it a great experience. He, I mean, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, he, uh, we showed up at 9 a.m. I think we are supposed to be there at 9. I think we showed up. No, like, we had to be there at 8.30 oh, because 8:30. we going to brew by 9. We were five We were five minutes late, mm-hmm. which was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were ready for us. They said if we had shown up 10 minutes earlier, they wouldn't have been ready. Mm-hmm. So if we were five minutes early, uh, we would have been bad. But uh, So if we got there at 8.35, I think I had my first beer by 8.37.
0: Oh Well, the first thing was the brewmaster introduced himself to us, and he's like, Let's go get a beer. Yeah, I was like, I, I didn't even eat breakfast. He's like, go get a Cliff Bar from across the street. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I literally didn't eat breakfast. My breakfast was a Crystal Lake Beach Blend Lager. That's what my breakfast was. So by noon, breakfast <laughs> the champions right there. Noon, I was a little cross-eyed. Yeah, it was. <clears> and then that's when we started tasting really the quick.
1: barrel-aged beers. It was a lot really quick. I think we'll, in the I think the hard part for us was that like they kept on showing us beers and we're like, yes, I want, I want to drink that. Mm-hmm. And but I still have a quarter of this beer left. Right. I feel guilty throwing it away i'll just slam it really fast and put to, it to get down the, to the, onto next the, next one. Onto the next one and then about like an hour and a half two hours later i'm like oh, they don't care i'm just <laughs> not going to drink the rest of this anymore i'm on to the next one but yeah seriously by by noon we were drunk mm-hmm. and then uh we had a quick lunch and then we were drinking barrel-aged uh stouts They were 12 percent at a minimum, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that, So that's what that was the pr- the progression of the day, and we tasted and, six or eight of them, sure, twice, sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was a lot of fun. It was cool,
0: and then we got to pick out one, which we got a couple barrels for for the restaurants, yeah. and those sold really well. That moved really nicely. The the beer we brewed, um, we got fifteen half barrels. Twelve of them went to our restaurants, and they sold pretty well. Not to pat ourselves in the back, but we got we had I don't know what it is now, but on Untapped at one point we were three point two seven. Three point seven two out of five stars. Nice, with like fifty reviews.
1: So I think we're past the incubator stage. Oh, we're pros now. <laughs> pros. We're now we're taking jabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys so, are screwed. So, here's here's a real question that I have about that. Sorry. No, go, ahead. go ahead. No, please go ahead. So, because so they were all like pour, pro drinking. Yeah. At the distillery, um, I'm assuming that was a little bit because like we were like guests, right? So like, oh, these guys are here. Let's get some beers. Let's let's have some fun. This should be like a good experience for everybody. Sure. But when we showed up, there was guys there who already had cracked beers. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That's a, that's their that's job. A great job. Is to drink. I mean, when I show up to work at for a five o'clock shift at four o'clock, I'm not cracking a beer, <laughs> or am I pouring myself an old fashioned? Right. But so if these guys are drinking, their eight hour shift. Right. They're pros absolute pros yeah but they we, better you know, live well, close well, well we
0: talked to them about that that day because remember both the guys were like pretty fit yeah and we're we actually were like how do you not weigh three bills drinking beer all day they're like you want to come carry these 50 pound bags for us yeah that's it a like, good point oh, right,
1: yeah, yeah. They're, they're sweating a lot of it out there's a lot of
0: there's a lot of activity going on and when you were using the what was that thing the, the hoe the grain hoe
1: yeah the grain hoe yeah it was basically like a giant like uh that's metal what, rake
0: that's what it was called, right? Yeah, the, the grain hoe, mm-hmm. and you had to like pull out all the grain out of the tank. I was and giving it, it a good tub. tug. Yeah, absolutely. We got pictures. We could post that on the website. We should. Absolutely, uh, it, it was would be
1: cool. It was tiring to the point where like like, hey, Mike, do you want to try using the grain hoe? It's right. a lot of fun. I was all over it. Oh.
0: And then they asked me if I wanted to clean the tank at the end.
1: Oh, they, they asked us both. And if I they did. And we talked tank.
0: about this last time. the trade right. And you passed. I, go, I, and I said yes. I'm good on that. I am so glad I did it.
1: I was fantastic. Never gonna do it again. Mike like climbs up on this ladder. He's, he goes up on the standing, the standing where you like you can like look into the. How many
0: beers do you think I've had at this point?
1: Two, but they're no, two, but they're no, twenty three ounces. Oh yeah, it was kind of earlier on in the day when yeah, we, yeah. but you had two 23 ounces and then you're on your third. Yeah. Uh, so you go up on this on this landing so you can like look in. That's where you like you pour in the grain and you put in the water and stuff. So you, then you need a step ladder up there to get on top of the um of the cooker. After it's all done, he go he gets inside of it, and he looks like he's like trying to get into like a like a wet pair of waders. Like it's like super <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, uh, the,
0: the hole was like no,
1: exactly. The hole was maybe, twelve inches diameter, maybe three inches wider than your hips. Absolutely, and like your shoulders are wider than your right. hips. So like I, I wedged in there. Though. You got no, you definitely got in there, and I was very impressed. Nice, but there was not. It wasn't like if there was a fire, you're not you're screwed. Like you're not getting out of that thing easily. Look, the best part is he's, he's in there hosing it down and he's yelling, do I need to get this part? And they're like, yes, all of it. And then he's like, Oh, and then he's like spraying a little bit more. I'm like scraping the, sh- the stuff out. And he's like, what about this part? Yes. We need to get that too. And then all of a sudden his head pops up. He's got like this, like nice bead of sweat on his forehead. He's like, I need a beer. <laughs> it was hot in there. Meanwhile, so, you're oh. buttering up the lip for <laughs> yeah. him to get out. <laughs> just just spraying Crisco all yeah. over. it. The, we got this awesome picture. We'll post it. It, it. This picture has to be on there. He's like uh like the only parts that are outside of this uh of this giant uh tank. Tank is his uh his like nipples and up and his arms are out and he's chugging a beer. Wow. 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 Having uh one hand on the hose and one hand on the on his beer is absolutely fantastic. Love it. it I was, was
2: going I was going to say he probably didn't even need to clean it that much. You guys are probably just buying time to try to figure out how to get him the hell out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some guys over there are like trying schematics. Yeah, No, there's, there's a door. <laughs> Shit, I yeah, think we're in trouble here. Yeah, you he definitely could have come out the door, bottom.
0: Yeah, there's a door on the side that I could have climbed out. Uh, uh, They're pulling out all the grains. That's where yeah. the grains are coming out but that. That would have been another
1: sideways Wedge. Oh, and we're asking these guys, like, is this is this normal? He's like, this is fantastic. Normally, I'm the one who's got to get in there.
0: Well, those guys loved working with us because. Oh yeah. At the end of the day, the the one guy was like, man, you guys are great. You guys did everything. Most people want to come here and just smoke weed in the parking lot and get drunk. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're, they're like, we'll sit at the bar and drink beers while we watch like, you guys. You guys, do guys this. even
0: cleaned the tank. You guys carried the bags. You guys did everything. We're like, yeah, that's what we came here for. We wanted to get the experience. Yeah, I think we definitely
1: were, did. We were like the fifth group to do that, and we were yeah. the first ones to do anything other than like. Watch across the glass. Smoke weed in the parking lot. Yeah, door. yeah. I guess we could have done that too.
2: We we easily could have, but we didn't. We were we were all about drinking that day. Absolutely. So I want to take a quick detour, just a really quick detour, four and four talk about that keg again. I'm just trying to do some quick calculations here. I want keg. How many pints are in a keg?
1: Well, pints are Which, 20 ounce six, 16 ounce pours. 16
2: ounce pours. 140 pours in a half a half barrel. 140 mm-hmm. pours. Divided by you're gonna, you're see, losing, 14 days. It's actually means, a little bit
0: more than that. You're you're covering like your a little bit of waste.
2: Okay, so that's actually not that bad. If I wanted to finish a keg in two weeks, I'd have to drink 10 beers a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I love yeah. I
1: love that that's where your mind went yeah, with it's that. Not that's not too bad. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, you've got some people you can invite over right. to help you out with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All
0: right, for this week's beer review, we're hitting up Noon Whistles Gummy Vortex Northeast IPA, 7.5%, which is...
1: What is a Northwest... IPA.
0: Well, a Northeast IPA is um, a very specific style that originated in Maine. West Coast IPAs tend to be more piney and bitter, where East Coast, New England style, Northeast IPAs are juicy and fruity. It has to do with the, the hot profile, and it also has to do with the brewing process as well. So we're going to crack this bad boy. I, I'm not overly, impre- overly impressed with the can and like the artwork or anything that they do there. But they do have a really unique pop top that nobody else uses, which you can't see because you can only hear us. Um, but it's that's unique and that's kind of cool. And honestly, if the beer is that good, who cares what the It looks, label like, looks
1: uh, like you use a can opener to open the top it, of it. It
0: does. Yeah, it's it's unique. It's different.
1: Remember when um, Mountain Dew came out with wide mouth cans? Mm. This is like well, that. I on thought steroids. Miller Lite did that. After,
0: Miller Lite had the wide mouth, after Mountain had, Dew, and they had the funnel.
1: Like the funnel, oh my gosh, that was so the dumb. The funnel
0: beer spout, because you need to drink this quicker.
1: Yeah, cause so once, you can cause, get drunk. Because once it gets warm, it's terrible. Wow, it's,
0: what do you? How long does it take you to drink a twelve ounce Miller Lite? Are you a fan of that pop top? It's alright. It's it's different to drink. It looks out of weird.
2: Top. It's weird. Yeah, it's just a big. hole. I mean, it's a giant hole in the top. <laughs>
0: exactly it's the whole top comes off. It's exactly what it is. This beer is loaded with Simcoe and Citra hops. It's not a double IPA, but you can tell when we drink this, there's, they, they put a lot of hops in there. 7.5 is on the verge of being a double IPA, even though it doesn't list it as double IPA. It, it's, it's a regular IPA. Would you say most double, most double IPAs start around 8? Seven five eight. Seven, eight. I've seen plenty of 7.5 double IPAs out there. Now, at Newton Whistle, they do not serve food. They have food trucks, but the tap room is really cool. They have a lot of 2-ounce uh, pours and 5-ounce pours, so you can literally like sample all their beers on the cheap. Beers are nice and fresh. They always have specific stuff you can only get there. You can't get outside of the tap room. So if you're looking for good specialty beers, it's always good to stop in there. And then they they always have their cooler packed with, the, with four packs ready to go. Let's give this a shot and
1: uh. uh first, before we do this, I really like their tipping policy. Like what's that? Their bartenders, you you can't pay in cash. You only pay in card. Uh, they don't allow you to tip their bartenders, but you can buy them oh, beers. Oh, beer, right? Yeah, you, you can buy, buy them beer beers. Post. And there's beers. like this, yeah. Or oh, I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're drinking on the job too. Sure. I mean, why not? It's a brewery, right? <laughs> we've is. already discussed that. Yeah. But they have like this giant chalkboard uh, behind the not behind the bar, but on the opposite end of the bar that has uh, all of these people's names on it, including the bartenders. And you can say, Garrett bought Mike Carl uh, two beers. Nice. Or yeah, I I'm buying the bartender two beers. That's very so cool. So when you show up, uh, I don't remember. You that. can you can like look up and see if your name's up there. That's mm. what was the last time I was there, but it, it cool. might have been two years. Anyway, I think yeah. that was really cool. Yeah,
0: we should probably check that out. John, you and I went there for Kate's um, birthday two years ago. Yeah,
1: that's
2: right. That was a good time. Do you think they uh, actually get paid out in beers or do they get cash
1: value? No, they get beers. beers. Okay. I, I would want cash. I'm pretty sure they make a decent <laughs> – yeah, yeah, I would too. I, they they I, don't yeah. pay you in like, rumplements. I
2: work at the brewery. I can drink anyways. I don't need more beers. Pay yeah, me cash. That's true. I'm well, pretty, I'm sure
1: they get paid pretty well. I think they get decent hourly wage. Maybe yeah. we should
2: do an interview.
0: We know a couple of people that work there. Cheers. If you go there, tell our boys Brent and Johnny we say what up.
1: Cheers. Oh, you know what I'm just do, thinking about? we right get now? a big nose? That was the Salamoth does that, not noon Whistle. Oh,
0: my God. Can uh, we cut that whole thing we'll out? we cut that all God, out. God, bless it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because I, I don't, yeah, remember, I don't definitely remember does that not at do, at
1: You definitely tip those guys. We're definitely leaving that in.
0: So do we get a big nose on this? Great Everybody ad, Garrett, Great ad. <laughs> Everybody get a big nose on it. Definitely like some tropical yeah. fruitiness to it.
2: We all have
1: pig- get a little pineapple. Yeah. A little orange. Some we citrus. all
2: have a uh, noses to plunge into our glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so big. That is tasty. Eastern European nose.
1: It is It is big and tasty.
0: Your your nose or the beer? hmm
1: the beer's actually Both. Really good. The beer's really yeah. good. The beer is really good. It's, it's so good. Really smooth, really light. It's refreshing. It's, it's tasty. There's it's zero, my... is there
0: zero bitterness to it. It's, For 7-5. It's, it's one of the best
1: beers I've ever had. We
0: had a keg of this on it and lasted about two and a half days.
1: How much of it did you drink?
0: I was working the whole time, but the employees drank all of it. And literally, the employees hang out the, hung out the whole weekend just to drink the whole keg. So now we have to raise the price on it a dollar <laughs> the next time we put it on <laughs>
2: You know, for it being 7.5, it's really drinkable. Oh, it's awesome.
0: It's it's so
1: good. Really approachable. Their gummy series, they
0: always
2: have a bunch of different ones. They have a
0: sticky gummy that's coming out in the next couple weeks. They have a mosaic gummy that came out like four months ago. It's an ongoing series, so it's always different. Go on their website, noonwhistle.com, check out the different gummies, and I'm pretty sure that they put on there the dates that they come out so you can be ahead of the game. They did a really cool one with uh, Mr. Peanut that was an IPA.
1: I added a lot of mixed reviews on that one.
0: It's it's different. Yeah. When you when whenever you're pushing the envelope on stuff like that and trying new things, some people aren't gonna like it. Noon Whistle definitely up in the IPA game. Their their uh, sour series is really good. It's a Smack series. They have like a Face Smack, a couple other ones. I don't even really like sours that much, and they at least they, they have good flavor. I would I would try them and drink them a little bit. So if you're in Lombard on Roosevelt Road, next to the Whirly Ball.
1: Check out doing whistle. It's kind of hidden. Tell Johnny Knox I said what up. Yeah, tell Johnny Knox I said what up too.
2: Do you know how many different kinds of beers that they have at any given point? Like, what's their average that they have on tap One, or I,
1: they're selling? the selling? like eight or ten. Is it?
2: It's probably eight or ten. Yeah. yeah. So when they're expanding, they're not expanding to brew different beers. They're Just
0: expanding to double pump the production, out more yeah, beers, yeah. double the production, which is never not necessarily a good thing for a brewery. There's been plenty of really good breweries that have expanded. And because of the mass quantity that you're dealing with when you're buying hops and things of that nature, grains... Yeah. Cheap it out a little bit. So I I don't want to tell you breweries, in my opinion, that have have gone down that road, but there's some that have gone from being nice, average-sized microbreweries to really pumping up the game, and then next thing you know, the beer is just okay. Just mediocre. It's just not that great. Yeah. And that doesn't mean some of their their stuff's really good, but it's just you kind of like the core beers kind of get... They lose their focus because they're using lesser... Quality product.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. All
2: right, so if we're going to rate this, um, I would give this probably a higher. The last few citrus beers that we reviewed, I think I was in like the five and a half to six range. I think this one is better than those. Okay. Um, So I'm going to go probably a seven. Uh, I think it's really crisp. I think it's really drinkable, even though it's 7.5 alcohol by volume. Um, I could see me having maybe two of these. Maybe three That's a nice sunny day out. That's awesome.
1: That's good. What you got on it, G? Yeah, I think this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I usually don't drink these kind of uh, ABV beers, and I could drink this until I stop. Yeah. So I'm giving this a nine. Boom. I like it. Dropping it hot. That's that's the highest rating I've ever given.
0: That's big. That's big. Um, I'm going to join you, and I'm going to give it a nine as well. I'm going to piggyback that uh and a couple episodes ago and i'm I, gonna give it a 9.1 <laughs> fine i'll just make mine an 8.9 <laughs> uh no it's just that good it's it's one of the best ipas i've ever had <clears throat> i really like it and you can get this four pack for 14.99 at binnie's if it's available definitely call before going over there to see if they even have it or stop in at noon whistle see if they have it but you should def- and if you see it on draft anywhere drink it it's worth it mm-hmm. be about eight bucks on draft somewhere 14.99 for a four
1: pack So this smoke break is brought to you by...
0: Mr. Robert's Psychic Readers Network. Need to know the future? Need to know if your significant other is cheating on you? What about when you're going to die? Or the next winning lottery number? We think we can help you, and we think you might be calling us if you need to know something important. Call us at 1-800-K-N-O-W-N-O-W. Or check out the website, Mr. Robert Andrews, Psychic Readers Networks, we know where you live dot com net org Garrett, I feel like I got something to get off your
1: chest. All right. I got a smoke break for you guys. This is uh this happened today. Uh, I didn't have I didn't I didn't get that real riled up all week until today. We're moving, and we're you know you you're purging a bunch of your stuff because you don't want to move it just to throw it away later, and uh, we had an extra bed set that we we're getting rid of. So just the just the frame of a queen size bed, and uh, it's nothing special. It's from IKEA, and I took it apart in five pieces. So it was really easy to move. It was really really lightweight. Obviously, it's IKEA. Uh, super simple, really easy.
2: Was that your special beat off bed?
1: yeah yeah it was that's where the magic happened um that's unbelievable (laughs) so anyway this uh so we find someone online who wants to buy it for you know it's like 40 bucks and um they show up like 25 minutes late for when they're supposed to pick it up uh I have to leave 10 minutes to come to this podcast later. They pull up and they just stand by their car. And I have to move it out of my house into their car. Really? By myself. Had they already paid for it? No, they haven't given me any cash yet. So I'm wondering, am I ever going to get paid for yes. this? Yeah. Um, well, that would, that, that would should be first things first. I should have gotten payment for it right where, where away. the cash yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it's not like she showed up. She showed It was a woman who bought it. She showed up with a guy. Like who's... So there's two of them? Yeah.
0: And they made you struggle with that stuff to get it out by yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean I had to have uh uh my wife hold the door open for me as I like lugged out the headboard and the footboard and the rails. Anyway, so I loaded up into their car by myself. Uh and then and then she turns to me and says, Um, I didn't bring exact exact change. <laughs> do you have can you break a twenty for me? And I was like, I, I mean I no said, I would have said no. I said, I don't think so. Do you can you do you got like Venmo or PayPal or like Chase Quick Pay. She goes, no, I got the Cash App, and something else that I'd never heard before. So what were you? What were you charging? I was forty five bucks for the. So forty five bucks, and she had She what, had sixty. Sixty. Yeah. So she, she was knew. probably
2: just trying to hand, hand you two two twenties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To get the five bucks. No, mm-hmm. oh, she was haggling. Oh yeah. Without yeah. even knowing it. Yeah, yeah.
1: So no, she knew exactly oh, what yeah. she was doing. She's not. No, well, no, she is an idiot. But the the point was like. No offer, no help, no nothing. And I don't, and, no and correct I, and, cash. And I know how much it costs. Right. But I, I I, can't figure out how to bring you that kind of money.
0: So, a lot of things wrong with that situation. Lesson learned from you or for uh, you is that you just move it out and you put it on the front stoop after yeah. you get the cash. And <laughs> you say, I,
1: Your problem. Here though. it is. Yeah. It's out of my house. You bought it. Uh, and I the, got the money. And the dog got loose during. Holding the door open while I'm like oh, struggling, oh, it was it was a show, it was quite the show. Was Mac loving on the? Oh, he took a huge dump guess. in the neighbor's front yard, <laughs> just right out in the middle of nowhere. There's people like walking their dogs. There's bad. people coming home from school. There's he's got no shame. He's just dropping it. Yeah, absolutely, Mac's great. Meanwhile, I'm like get in the get in the house. He's looking at me like I'm saying go run out more out, go run out in the street. Yeah, it
2: was just you should train him to take a dump in the trunk of the people's car. Tagging
1: <laughs> with you. <laughs> Matt, get out there!
0: Yeah, <laughs> he jumps up in the bed of the truck. Yeah. He would.
1: Oh, absolutely! He's the dumbest dog in the world. He, would, if you just open uh a, a, the, the back trunk of someone's car, he would jump he'd dip in. in. Yeah. Nice, I like it. <clears throat> so then he's I, saying, think, that's, I think that's how we got him. Teach him how
0: to take a dump on command. Then
1: <laughs> I think that's how we got him. Like we didn't actually uh, adopt him. We just <laughs> somebody, somebody
0: just opened the door. <laughs> yeah, we, he just
1: jumped in. We were we were doing something. We had the trunk open, and a dog jumped in. Nice, nice. Uh, I feel better about it now. Feel getting good? off my chest. Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. I'm glad you got that off, man. Yeah. It's it's always good to have those smoke breaks. And
1: that 45 bucks from that bed frame. Booze, I bought. Well, first off, did that go first to the off, Did I, that go to the bottle it, we might be reviewing? Absolutely, oh, it's, a nice, a it's a nice segue. I was gonna, I was I gonna, love that was gonna be the second part, it. but the first part was that I bought the bed frame for 55 dollars. Oh, nice. Two and a half years ago in Perfect. the as-is department at Ikea.
0: Well, I heard the depreciation value for Ikea is solid these days. <laughs> I mean, the market is,
1: the secondary market is huge. Well, and it, it retains value when it becomes your beat bed. <gasps> <laughs> a lot of seed. <laughs> anyway, so that, that money did go straight to, I think I got a dollar left over from that transaction for our... Uh, for our whiskey review of the day. Nice, nice. All right, so that leads us into uh, MGP. We've hit that up a little bit earlier in a couple of previous uh, episodes, but I think this one needs to be, because we're talking about an MGP product, I think we need to dive into like what MGP does, why it's okay to drink, why it's okay to like it, why it's not okay to, to shit on it. MGP has been around forever. They've been doing this since 1847, back when it was a Seagram's plant. They moved up to Canada during Prohibition. They never actually stopped production of, of uh, liquor, there was 15 um, permits during Prohibition that you could still make liquor in, in the United States. 12 were actually issued. Um, MGP was one of them. They uh, in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They do a couple things. They will make distilled spirit, send it to you. You can put it in a barrel, bottle it, slap your label on it, call it your own. I mean, at that point, it's basically your own because two barrels aging next to each other are going to taste different. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna if you get MGP product at your house. I have MGP at Product at my house, they're gonna taste different. Sure, they'll also do where they make it and barrel it themselves, and then they'll sell you the barrel. So you got options, tons of options. It get a terrible rap for oh, that's the same juice as this, the same juice as that, but it's it's different every single time it goes into a barrel.
0: Now is this like true bourbon drinkers feeling that way or surface level? Nah, I think it's more surface
1: level. Because, I think that because the,
0: true bourbon drinkers know that a each barrel is different.
1: The true hardcore guys are are asking where in what Rickhouse at MGP is it coming out of? Sure. Because they they know like where those honey barrels are at. They know where like the, the, the good product is that it's coming out. The guys from Blom Brothers are putting out a Not a Bourbon 12-year cast strength right now. It's all straight 100% MGP juice, and it's selling for 150% on secondary value. This says a lot about what MGP is doing. MGP is pumping out liquor to uh, big distilleries like High West, uh, to Bullet, to Templeton Rye, to... I mean, literally, like sixty percent of what's behind any Get a juice from them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you seem pretty passionate about that, this, which is awesome. It's a necessary thing for the the
1: whiskey world we live in, right? I don't know if it's necessary, but it's 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 there. It's a good thing, and right? it's acceptable because what acceptable they, because or what, good because what they do is really good. Okay, there you go. So like you shouldn't you shouldn't be upset about someone saying we were using a portion or we're using. I mean, Whistlepig uses MGP. So Whistlepig all is all the haters out there of MGP. Yeah. Get off your high horse. Get off your horse. Yeah, boy. Get off your horse and let it kick you in the butt and let <laughs> and, and wake up. Wake up to having some, some quality juice. Perfect. I've I've never my my number one rule is to anyone says, should I drink this or what should I drink? My answer is if you think it tastes good, you should drink it. Absolutely. I don't care who makes it. Yeah. I don't care what the story is behind it. Most of the stories are BS well, anyway. My my new favorite line at the restaurant is you're the one
0: drinking it. Yeah. So when people I had the lady order something the other day and she'd apologize. I said, what why are you apologizing? She's like, Well I know that you know this is not how you like I said, You're the one drinking it. I don't
1: care how you get it. I just make it for you. Oh okay, is it bad that I put ice in this? No, it's your drink. Yeah, it's your cocktail. Is it is it is that too good of a whiskey to make an old fashioned into? No, it's gonna be the best old fashioned you've ever had. Absolutely. So And that's a great attitude to have right there. Especially if they're paying for it, right? <laughs> so the MGP makes great stuff and they've been doing rye for a long time. I mean they call it like the Rye Capital, like Rye Town. Uh, they have all these uh dumb nicknames for their ability to make amazing rye. Their standard rye mash bill is ninety five rye five barley. Is that what we're drinking today? Kind of. Kind of? Kind of. Um what we're drinking is Rossville Union rye. This is a straight rye. Uh this is one of they decided that we're pumping out all of these barrels that have been sitting around for a long time that are going, you know, for pretty expensive at other distilleries. Right. Or so then they said, Well why don't we just put our label on it and sell it makes sense right so absolutely it makes sense um so then they they are able to uh so instead of it being so let's say it's mike carl's distillery i'm buying a a six year a six year old that sounds nice i know doesn't it sounds sounds really really good it'd be even better if you guys want to invest mike carl's distillery mc's distill mc's distill by Garrett Turnquist, long and shiny. <laughs> that is that's, that's bad. That's bad.
0: <laughs> that's the pot. The copper pot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll edit that out. So the um, so ninety five rye is their standard rye bill. So like you said, I just want a standard rye. That's what you're gonna get. So we have um, a blend of five to six year old uh, ninety five five. So ninety five rye, five barley, and fifty one percent rye. All right. Um, it comes. It comes in at 94 proof they make about it's 83 they say it's 83 but i'm gonna say that's no way that every single time they pump it out they're pulling only 83 barrels so i'm gonna say around 80 barrels an interesting part of this is that uh that their rickhouses are totally different than anything you find in kentucky in kentucky we all remember uh that bardstown 1792 rest in peace oh we, all those poor fish we haven't talked about that no we didn't and i wanted to bring it up last time but i got a little bit um a little drinky okay and i totally i totally missed on it they 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 blew they blew one of their beer their beer sell, beer like, it was like 160 cast. tons or something like that a boatload a boatload of beer came out sad so part of me died that day yeah well yeah invest in 1792 now the stock's going up uh the that's for real? Yeah, no, oh, absolutely not. Man, I was on E Trade right no, now. I'm like, Holy cow! They're doing all sorts of dumb sell things over there. that weed company out of Canada, <laughs> and uh... so uh, so all the rick houses in Kentucky are all wood framed houses or wood frame rick houses. When I say houses, I don't mean it's like a three bedroom, two bath house. It's these like nine story buildings. Massive. Huge.
2: Hundred and twenty thousand um, gallons.
1: Yeah, what? Just wasted. Is it. it's, it's beer? It hadn't, it hadn't been distilled yet. It was, it was in the fermenters and yeah. the tanks.
2: Hundred twenty thousand gallons of mash.
1: It pops. Nineteen seventy-two tank collapses into nearby stream. They're struggling. It pops. Yeah. So they've had some issues. with, with you know like people don't talk about? Oh man, that's all that beer loss, all that whiskey loss. It could have been something. There's like a lot of environmental factors that go into that too. <laughs> right. I mean, when when the distillery when the uh, the Rick House collapsed and they lost. At first, like, the first week they lost half of it, and then the second week they, the rest of the building fell down. Like, the entire ecosystem around them dead. Mm. I mean, fish are drinking that delicious, <laughs> delicious 1792. They're drinking my booze. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one hell of a way to go out, just being absolutely schnockered. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, when they, that, it killed everything. It's like an oil spill. Yeah, yeah
2: when that collapsed, uh, they just it approximately destroyed 18,000 bottles of bourbon.
1: Yeah. Now, see, it's not that big of a deal for them because it's all insured, and it's insured to how many actual bottles they would have made. So, like, if it's at 125 proof, they prove it down to 90, so they're gonna get you know, you know, that many more bottles out of each barrel. It's everything's insured, so they they didn't lose a nickel. At all, but they, well, we're, they the yeah. were the ones that lost.
0: But if you want 1782, the ones that lost the the booze. That's
1: what it is. Yeah, so so it would be a real shame if anyone donated a 1792 to us because we weren't able to get it because the fish got it first.
0: Exactly, because we didn't we didn't review a 1792
1: foolproof last week. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get back on this topic. Absolutely. So, Let, let's get on the booth. So let's try this. This is uh, just a quick refresher if you were paying attention or weren't paying attention. This is a straight rye whiskey. I have a quick question. I know this is going to up on the board we got 95 rye, 5 barley yep. and then it says 51% rye they don't they don't offer the rest of the mash bill oh is that what it is it's the secret yeah the secret so a lot of a lot of distilleries are very like secretive about what they what they put in their in their product and i think that's i think it's dumb i think it's I think the more open Why? you are about i think the more the more educated you're like see, see we were just talking about this you're you're not educated about mgp uh, the, the more the more educated you are the, the more you can understand what you're drinking and the more likelihood you are going to be to buy that product again
0: sure and also <clears throat> if you put the full mash bill out there what's the odds of
1: somebody actually being able to recreate that no i could recreate it you know if you, know how, no if you way, know how to make the booze but then i got to but then i got to age it in their distillery or in their rickhouse exactly there's a lot and of that's different not happening. there's a lot of different
0: factors that go and they're high. blending
1: 83 bo- and 83 53 gallon barrels yeah. get out of my life yeah. so um we got <laughs> We got into the rickhouses. So the rickhouses in 1792 are wood. These are um, concrete and stone. So there's going to be a, lot, a little bit higher humidity. There's going to be a little uh, a little cooler, it's going to be damper. Um, and actually what happens with those is that the proof goes down the longer that the, it's in the barrel. Most of the time in Kentucky, when you put in a, a bourbon at 125 proof, the proof is going to go up every single year due to uh, water getting um, absorbed into the wood and then evaporating out yeah. the angel share. So uh, what's interesting about this is that they 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 will put it in at 120, 125 proof, and it comes down to like 100. So it's really easy for them to cut it down to 94. Nice. What um, is it? What does the term angel share mean? Oh uh, yeah. So that's a good question, John. Great John. question, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny just Johnny on the spot. You'd think that we wrote these up for him. So there's. <laughs> so there's two things there's the angel share and the devil's cut devil's cut remember that mila kunich commercial from the. yeah that's
2: why i've that's why i've heard devil's Cut. Before. absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah
1: the hattie McHatterson commercial yeah. so the the angel share is the stuff the when the liquor goes in the barrel it gets soaked into the wood that's the goal the goal is the interaction between the liquor and the wood so you want the liquor to go in the wood and come out of the wood so when it gets hot it goes it gets absorbed into the wood and then when it gets cold it comes back into the barrel and uh, you want it to go past the toast point, past the the char filter. Um, that's they, they, when they char the barrel. When it's going into the wood, there's wood is porous, mm-hmm. so it it interacts with the air around it. So it the water will actually evaporate, and the alcohol will stay in the barrel. That's assuming that we're in Kentucky, that we're in a warmer climate, that we're using. You need the fluctuation a of the temperatures, right? It's exactly what you want. Yeah. So. Um, the part that's uh, evaporated and goes up into the heavens—that's for the angels. Right. And the devil's cut. The devil's cut is the stuff that stays in the wood and never actually comes back out. So that's the, so as, the, that's the, the temper- asshole that never so lets the it come back out.
2: So the temperature. The sorry, the temperature changes just based upon a hot summer day and a cool night. Mm-hmm.
0: In a winter, or because it t- it, imagine or the booze is, is in the barrel for four years. Right. You have four summers and four winters.
1: That it's
2: fluctuating. So there, there is no temperature control. They don't, want, they don't want temperature an, Unless control. you're in, in, in an area where you have to control the temperature.
1: Some places like having a temperature, temperature control. Uh, a lot don't. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to have a, uh, just a podcast about
0: angels uh, share and devil's cut and the different nuances of going in and out of the barrel. Because what's different, what's interesting is that these are all oak trees, right? Well, each part of the oak is different. When you chop down uh, 80-foot oak, the top part could be like the sweet part. The middle part could be the drier part the bottom part could just be like the normal oak the base so every yeah the base so everything everything is different so every barrel even coming out of that tree is different you know what I mean? So it yeah. doesn't, and that—that's what's unique about bourbon and, and whiskey is that okay. one of many things. I'm so. not sure
1: they're like totally concerned about which part of the tree it's coming from, but it definitely plays a factor into it. it. That's what I'm saying. They don't—they yeah. they don't care. Or they am not sure they know.
0: Right. Well, they can't predict it. Yeah. And like it's no two but trees all that does at the matter. center. Yeah. It does. Yeah. A lot of that goes into, it. and that's why some bourbon is much more harder, what's harder to get, because it just blows up, and people are like, I gotta have that brand, that pour, that dump. Yeah. Oh that's stuff. Agreed. that yeah, makes sense. I'm getting thirsty over All right, here. let's try this. Yeah, yeah man, we've been, been talking nice. about this forever. Jeez. I think mine my, mine, uh, is now an angel share. It's
1: gone. I think you just drank it. <laughs> Cheers. Mine
0: evaporated. Cheers. So,
1: John. So John what are we? John, re, don't, don't shove your nose in it. Nice. Hold it underneath your, in between your bottom lip and that's your kinda, chin. That's got a nice aroma. Open your mouth and smell.
0: Unbelievable. The... <clears> no, no, John. I'm, Smell your armpit. No, not your armpit. Your your <laughs> elbow.
1: I also liked how on episode two, John asked if he should smell the inside or the outside of his elbow. But,
0: but in his defense, though, we never specified. Yeah, yeah. Hey. we did not specify.
1: Like, Can ins- you smell the outside of your elbow? Uh, well, my we, mind first smell the went of mine, his, Yeah,
2: <laughs> trying to smell the outside of your elbow is impossible. It's, it's yeah. tough.
1: We need that on video. It, all
0: right, we will. That's gonna be the new Facebook <laughs> challenge.
1: Yeah, smell the outside of your elbow. Yeah, to 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 reset your your yeah. nasal palate. Anyway, so I, in between your chin okay. and your bottom lip. Right. I think I'm going to do yoga so I can just stick my head between my legs. You should ask Mike about that.
0: Yeah, I don't, exactly. You should definitely talk about it. Now, I got a new slogan. You can smell your friend's elbow. No, this is terrible. I'm mean, let, me, let me back it up, and I'm going to think about it. I'm going to come back to this. You can smell your okay.
1: elbow. Your friend can smell his own elbow, but you can't smell it's your friend's perfect. elbow? It's right, That's perfect. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so give it a smell. Don't shove your nose in it. There you go. Just under the chin. Yeah, don't try to pull out any like actual like f- notes. Just like let, you're just trying like, to get a hint of it. Trying to get the emotion of it. It, it sounds I'm really dumb. But yeah, but like, yeah, but, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna like say, oh, I really smell a lot of cherry or plum or whatever. You Just yeah. like, like, just like the let, hints. just just like let it give you like a, like a, yeah, like, let it give you an emotion of what you're gonna smell, and then and then give it a taste. Swirl it in your in your mouth. Swallow. Breathe out your mouth. Breathe out
0: your nose with your mouth open. That's tasty. Um, it's got a creaminess to it, and a nice velvety mouthfeel for me.
1: I'm really glad you brought up cream because I get a lot of caramel cream on that.
0: Yeah, in the back could,
1: end. I And honestly, I I could smell it
0: and I could taste it too.
1: Yeah.
0: Some spices in there too.
1: Yeah. So with rye, you should be getting a little more pepper, a little more uh, oh, yeah. a little more spice. I got some. I think baking spices is one of the dumbest things you can say you taste, but this is like these are things that you use to bake with the spices. This is definitely base spice. I got a lot of fortified wine in there. It doesn't make a ton of sense because it's not like aged in a in a wine barrel or anything like that. Um, I think it's got a very light finish. Does that have to do with the char on it? The
0: different levels of the char.
1: Yeah, different level of chars have have scientifically proven to give you different flavors. So um, that
0: so that that's a factor. Yeah. So do we just need to come up with a list of the 1,000 factors that go into making bourbon?
1: Yeah, and then and then once you learn those, you you won't be able to figure out which one is what Actually on, on anything. Yeah, you just like you just get reconfirmed. Then by that time, you your th-
0: your palate's so dead.
1: Yeah, you're dead. No, you are dead. You're dead. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been eighty years. <laughs> That's good. I like it. I I think I'm
0: gonna give it a seven and a half. Woof, which is higher. I it's higher than I thought I was gonna give it, and. But I think that I would really, really like this in an old-fashioned. I think it's got enough spice that if I was to throw a little bit of simple in there, a little bit of bitters
2: on a cube. I think it comes through. Yeah, it's still going to come through. Yeah. Um, but you're don't, you're not you not going to lose anything in the cocktail. Yeah, I think this is a good sipper, too, though. But this went down, like, really well. Mm-hmm. I got no heartburn. That's my, my, uh, my <laughs> meter. Number, the heart be- heartburn oh, I do, meter. I do have a heartburn meter. I would give this, because it went down so smooth for me, I would give it an 8. it's yeah strong you
0: you, john you're doing big
1: big today you're usually like the harshest critic yeah yeah yeah. i was gonna expect a four and a half out of you i (laughs) I like it this is awesome yeah that's great
2: no would you say this is 40 bucks
1: this is yeah 39.99 to bennies every day i I think it's a great deal yeah um yeah i think this is a really cool product uh there's not a lot of products that are blending a really really low rye with a really high rye um I mean, I guess you could say that if they have like a medium-sized rye, then what's the point in blending them together? But MGP's been blend- been blending since day one, and that's their that's their that's their stick. Yeah, I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a seven. I'm gonna give a seven point eight. I want to give it an eight, but I don't think that um, I don't think it's anything super special. Okay. But I think it's really good. I think it's really
0: good for the price. I, honestly, I hate to bring price into it. No, it should be. But for forty bucks, you're not gonna. I I don't I don't foresee you finding a better rye. Many better ryes out there
1: for that price. At the no, I would say at the same forty dollar price range, you're yeah. not going to find it much better. Right now, there's
0: definitely better ryes out there.
1: Yeah, And I think it. there's some really good ryes that are cheaper, but the at, at the forty dollar, the thirty five to forty two and a half or forty three dollar price range, I think this is a f- absolutely fantastic rye. Um, I suggest it a lot. Uh, I drink it enough. Sweet. Where can you get this? Anywhere. Nice. This is this is available. All over the place. I know they said they they're making batches of like eighty three barrels, but they're doing this consistently. I agree. And they okay. have a they have a barrel proof one as well, that's really interesting. Um, mostly because we talked about how when it goes into the barrel, you lose proof. So their barrel proof only comes in at like one hundred and fourteen. Nice. Which is really low. That's low, yeah. When you think of like something barrel proof, usually you're usually thinking about over one twenty. Yeah, like sixty two, sixty four, yeah, somewhere around there.
2: You know, what I'm gonna start doing in my reviews is uh. Saying whether I would, ha- you know, want to have it on stock, or just have it at a restaurant occasionally, or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, so we
1: could do like a pour, a pour, a bottle, or a.
2: Yeah, ooh, I b- like you, that. you know what I'm saying? I like, like where this like is a going. Pour <laughs> a cocktail or a bottle. What, what, if, what, if what if have three options? What if it was like gift it, uh, keep it on hand, and or get a pour in a restaurant? Like, sex, four, like, like uh, four,
1: four options. Fuck Mary Kill.
0: So it's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Pour, bottle to buy, or pour at a restaurant. Yeah. bottle to buy for your own collection yeah gifted
1: nada this is a buy for me
0: honestly for me I haven't this, yet, for me I this, I this is it. a this is a gift for 40 this is gifted for me i, I like it um and for 40 bucks i think that this is a great gift to give to somebody
2: yeah i'm gonna agree with garrett on this that this is definitely a buy for me uh 40 bucks keep it on the shelf make you know old-fashioned with it or drink it neat Cool, and it you won't great. be
1: upset if some guy comes over who doesn't know what they're doing and just slaps a bunch of coke on it. Absolutely, yeah. And honestly, for me,
0: gifting it, to I'm gonna gift it to somebody where I can go drink it.
1: Well, that's like I'm when gift you, it to somebody you gift, that I can't go drink it. at. You can't gift someone a crappy bottle of whiskey. No, and this is a good. This a, is like, a good. Micah's know what he was talking the, about.
0: I, I, in that range, I'm always looking 35 to 45, 50 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's my range, and this is, now that I've had this and experienced it, I I'm I'm gonna feel very confident. And, and gifting it to somebody. Perfect. Um, we got our customer of the week. Now that we've had plenty of booze in us, this is a good time to talk about it. And wow. I got I to gotta give a shout out to my bar back, Cooper, for uh, bringing this up. And I don't know why this is on our radar earlier. He was telling me a story about this couple that was making out at the bar this past weekend. I'm not going to talk about his story because I got, my, I got plenty of other stories of people making out of the bar. First order of business... Is unless you're 21, living at home, don't do it. It's nobody needs to see you playing tonsil hockey. <laughs> tonsil with, hockey. Tonsil hockey with somebody at the bar. That's an old
1: man term. I
0: don't give. I don't give a <laughs> crap if that's an old man term. Uh, and then also, if I gotta like do a hand check and kind of keep an eye on where hands are, that's another thing. Go to a car. Go to a hotel. Go to the Sybaris, go to your parents basement yeah i don't care don't do
1: it at the bar nobody wants to see that shit
0: what uh what's your customer of the week what we were talking about earlier that felt like
1: that that was so long ago i feel yeah it was a while ago the i don't i can't decide if customers are becoming more i'm always right or if i made a mistake it doesn't matter if it's me that made a mistake you need to fix it sure i had a well the customer
0: is always right but they're not you just make them feel like uh, you right. right. you're absolutely right so
1: let me just start this off with that I I fixed it correctly but in my head I was screaming out loud uh, customer ordered to go food off of a picture that they found on our website when it showed up it was not what they wanted when, when they got home they opened it up and said it's not what they wanted and they wanted it off their bill wait so they they didn't even come
2: back in they just called yeah. And they're like, we,
1: we, I ordered the wrong thing. Yeah. I thought it was this. You don't even have it on your menu. No. But I yeah, saw it on a picture, and I, yeah, that's what I not. thought it was going to be. Yeah, did, it, did, it, wait, it's such a great area. Wait,
2: yeah, but did you say, all right, bring it back, we'll give you your money back?
1: No, I can't. I can't take it back. I mean, I can take it back and throw it away. No, but that's, what,
0: that's what I. That's what I would do. I said, bring it back, and we'll give you your money back. You don't get to eat the free the food for free. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you could also get it back and then just put it in the uh, refrigerator for me, and I'll come in later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when you're under your bar, call Joanna. The it's, it's it's such a it's such a weird funky line, and I, and I know that they order at least once a week to go. So I don't think that they're doing anything on purpose, but it's just just such a dumb thing. Yeah. To not know what you're ordering, order something that's not even on the menu, and then say I didn't want that and I want to take it off my bill. So I mean, Wait, so, I, I so, fixed, They paid for it, and I fixed it for the, a future a future visit. They're getting a portion off their next bill. But the, like the, can you imagine if you were to bring home food? I've done this plenty of times on like just like drive through, like it's like Taco Bell. I I, I got somebody else's order, or I got, like, my taco didn't have sour cream on it. I don't call back Taco Bell and be like, hey, I didn't get sour cream. Can I get ninety cents off my credit card? It's
0: a little bit little bit different. Same ballpark, different section, though.
1: The, the, the point is I would never make the phone call.
0: Yeah, but you're not that customer. Yeah. And and that's why you That's why I'm arguing that, about it. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's why it bothers you. And that's okay. Yeah. And I agree with you that
2: people are cheap like that. People are dumb like that. So, so, when dumb. You, so when you said that she ordered something that wasn't on the menu, it was just a picture, did she, like, describe it and it was something that was, like, an old item on the menu?
1: No, it was something on the menu, but it was... It was not even like the same meat. It was like a total, totally it was a So raw clearly she deal. didn't know what she was looking at. No, no idea.
2: No idea. All right, so look at the menu online and get it right. Oh, so you're saying that she, um, she looked at a picture of a chicken sandwich and she got a tuna sandwich.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that wasn't the exact scenario, but yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's,
2: that's a gist.
0: Yeah. She got the wrong idea. Yeah. yeah. But she ordered something that wasn't even really on the menu.
1: No, it wasn't. It, it never was and it never will be.
0: episode four in the books this is way too much fun for us we love doing this check us out on facebook check out the website at sippingsocialpodcast.com soon we will be uploading some uh, pictures and some exclusive content some raw video not available on the podcast for you guys to check out please send us some emails questions anything you guys want us to talk about on here we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it you know we want this to be as interactive for, and fun for anybody that's involved so
2: yeah and the email address is info at sippingsocial.com Perfect. Love it.